Hello, this is our first episode. Um, if this works well, I will be creating a series of these for you guys. But uh, this first one, I just want to talk to you a little bit about the stages that your clay is going to go through from when you start your project all the way through to the end when you get a finished piece back out of the last kiln. Knowing these stages and understanding how your clay progresses through each of the stages is going to help you understand both how your clay should feel as you're working and how to prevent any problems happening as you're going along. It is important that you stay aware of what your clay feels like. It's not uh, a medium that just automatically, like you pick up a pencil and you know that pencil is supposed to write. Um, your clay needs to be at a certain level of dryness. It has um, things that you have to pay attention to and things that it's not going to do if you're not working in the right stage. Okay, so let's start. We're going to start with slip. It isn't um, the first stage that you're going to receive your clay in, but you'll see as we work through this, there's a stage, there's a way we can recycle clay, and this is the beginning of that process. So slip is very wet clay. It's clay and water. Um, it's not necessarily solid. It's more like mud. And there are a few things we can do with slip. We can put slip in molds and that's called slip casting. We can use slip as glue between two pieces that we want to assemble and it soaks into the clay and helps those two pieces stick together. And we can also do what's called slip trailing and that's when we use the, the slip basically to write on your clay. We can put it into a little bottle and use it to write on there. Um, you're not going to build with slip. You know, you're not going to expect it to roll out into a slab or a coil or anything like that. For those things, we want a little more water to leave our clay. And some of that is just evaporation, and some of that we do by what's called wedging. And we'll go into the process of wedging as when we're in class and have clay in our hands. But um, one of the reasons that we wedge is to remove water from the clay so it becomes a workable consistency. Clay at that stage of workable consistency is called plastic. And your clay is plastic when it's no longer sticky, so it's not sticking to the table and sticking to your rolling pin and your fingers and all that stuff. It's still very flexible, um, so you can bend it and fold it in half and things like that, and it's not cracking. And you can do things like if you stick a thumbprint in it, it holds that shape. It's not you know sliding back and filling in the space again. So once you get your clay to a plastic stage, that's when we can start to build. So we're going to do things like you can work on the pottery wheel with your clay once it's in the plastic stage. You can, um, this is a great stage to roll out your slabs and cut your slabs and get them all ready for your project. It's also good for um, pressing into press molds. So if you're doing little details and you're using the molds, that kind of thing or the slump molds for you know putting your slabs into the slump molds and if you're working in coil this is when you would roll out your coils and assemble them while they're still flexible enough to make all those nice tight curves and that kind of thing so once we've finished those things we want our clay to move into the next stage and again it's just evaporating you're not going to wedge again because once you start to cut slabs and things like that you don't want to wedge them again so it's just a matter of allowing your clay or being aware of how much time 
your clay is sitting out in the air. When you're working in plastic and you want to keep it in that stage, you want to keep any clay that you're not actively working with still wrapped up in a bag so that it's not evaporating moisture into the air. But once you're at the point where you want it to move to the next stage, which is called leather hard, you want to let some of it, the, the air, you know, take up that moisture and evaporate the moisture. Once you've got your clay to the leather hard stage, and you'll know that you're in that stage when your clay is still somewhat flexible, but it's not flexible enough that you could take a slab and bend it in half without it cracking. So it's, it's workable, but not as flexible as plastic. It's um, sturdier. So clay in the leather hard stage, you could take a slab and you will get it to stand up and hold its form. Whereas if you were to take your slab, so if you were to take your slabs in the plastic stage, you would um, find that they need a lot of support in order for them to stand up. You have to really prop things, tape things, you know, do a lot to get them to stand in the shape that you want. So leather hard is sturdy, can stand on its own, but yet it's still workable. You can, um, you know, bend it slightly. This is a good stage to assemble your slabs and that kind of thing. It's also a good stage to, um, carve into. If you wanted to carve in plastic in your clay when it's still plastic, it's a little bit soft and it tends to like slump in a little bit on itself so your carving lines don't stay as crisp. Um, you'll find that the little shavings stick to the the plastic clay whereas when you're working in leather hard you get nice crisp lines, sharp edges, it stays that way, it um, you know, the, the shavings don't stick to your project and that kind of thing. So it's really a great time to be carving. You don't want to take leather hard clay and try to bend coils. Um, that's when you get cracks. You don't want to try to use leather hard clay on the pottery wheel. That doesn't work. And you wouldn't want to do things like roll out your slabs when your clay is already leather hard. That's just going to be too much work and it's likely that they're going to crack as you're working with them. So you're going to work with your project and now at this point our projects go from clay to what we call greenware. So once it's no longer just a lump of clay and we've actually made an object, whether it be a teapot, a teacup, a sculpture, it doesn't matter. It's now no longer just clay, it's greenware. It is a thing. Um, once we've worked with our project and we're finished, we've done all of our carving and assembling and refining and our names on the bottom and we want to start to let it dry we're going to let we're going to start leaving it unwrapped and we're going to let it go ahead and move into the stage that we call bone dry and bone dry you'll know that your clay is at this stage when you see a substantial change in color the clay lightens up as the water evaporates out of it you may see a little bit of shrinking but it's not, it's not a huge percentage at this point, but you may notice that it has gotten a little bit smaller as the water is leaving the clay. If you gently tap on it, and you want to be careful because when your piece is bone dry, it's at its most fragile, but if you gently tap on it, you get a little bit of a, a hollow sound instead of just the thunk, thunk, thunk of the wet clay. And if you were to touch it, wet clay feels cool. The water in it makes it feel cool, whereas 
bone dry clay has, um, it, it, it's just completely room temperature. It feels very dry. Okay, at this point, bone dry is when we can put it into our first kiln, which is called the bisque kiln, B-I-S-Q-U-E, bisque. We can take our project and put it into the bisque kiln. Now, before this point, at this point, our project takes our clay or our greenware takes on um, some big changes. It It's now, before we put it into the kiln, we can always take it and throw it back into the recycling bin or the slip bucket and turn it back into slip. Once we put it into this first bisque kiln, we can no longer do that. It goes, it changes. It's, it's no longer just clay and it's now ceramic. Okay. And it can't be thrown back into water and recycled again. So we put it into our first kiln called the bisque kiln. Once it's out of that fire, it's now called bisqueware. Bisqueware is what you're going to put your glaze onto. So you're going to do anything that you need to do to clean up and refine it, sand it, um, wash off the clay dust. You put on your glaze, and then it's going to go into the final kiln, which is called the glaze kiln. It fires in the glaze kiln, and then the piece that you receive from there is called glazeware, and that is your final finished project. Now, you need to make sure that you have all of these vocabulary words, you have an understanding of them, and you know the order they go in. As we talk about things, as we move on and talk about color and things like that, it's very important that you understand what stages you're able to do what things. All right, I hope this helps, and I will talk to you at the next episode.